Welcome back to the Brave Century Podcast. We're here for episode two. Super excited about this episode. We're happy you're here um, and that you found us. We're happy you're listening and that you're following us on Spotify. And if you're not, we're glad you will be in about 10 seconds. Speaking of which, we are now not only available on Spotify, but we are also available on other platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and of course, Spotify. So if you are ever unable to listen to us on Spotify, you have four other platforms and hopefully more in the coming days to listen to. Speaking of which, we are growing. The Instagram is three followers away from uh, 1,500 followers, which would just be a huge landmark for us. The Twitter is going well, getting to interact with you guys there. And the podcast has really started up well. The first episode did well statistics-wise, and we are just super excited about it and super excited to do more episodes for you guys. So with that being said, let's get on the road with episode number two. So here we are. The date is August 10th. 2021 the Braves currently sit two games back in the standings which all things considered isn't that bad we are two games back to the Phillies and half a game currently ahead of the Mets who have just taken a fall this week and that's kind of where I want to start uh, the first topic of today I have a couple topics I want to go over unfortunately I'm not able to be joined by my co-host Arian today so it's just going to be me but I really hope You'll pay attention to the final uh, couple minutes of this because that's when we're going to get into the good stuff. So to start with the NL East, we've got the Braves in the middle of two teams trending in opposite directions. Okay, You've got the Phillies who have won eight straight. They're rolling. Offense has been great. Um, their pitching has been great. The bullpen has been their weakness all year. It's been good. I wouldn't say great. It has certainly been their weakness of late as well, but it has been much better, similar to the Braves' bullpen. Except in that Washington series, we kind of saw it take a little bit of a toll, especially in the ninth inning. Um, you know, the one game it ended up costing us uh, the win, and then it almost costed us a game on Sunday as well. So we've got to really tighten that up, especially going against a Reds team with just a crazy good offense. They're putting up a ton of runs right now. Um, so our pitching is going to have to be on point. We've got some young guys coming into it. Um, after today with Drew Smiley, we have Tuki Dusant and Kyle Muller, who are both young guys that just haven't had control of all their pitches their past couple times out, and they're going to have to have it if we're going to win these uh, these games against a good Reds team who is gaining on the Padres. But back to the NL East, um, as far as we look at the standings, the Braves have the best run differential because we scored in that stretch where we were going um, win-loss, win-loss. We were scoring a lot more runs and then we weren't scoring any, but we were losing like one nothing. So that's kind of where we are right now. The Phillies 59-53, Braves 57-55. and 55. What was interesting to me is that if I go and look at, based on our, uh, based on MLB.com, the expected wins loss for the Braves is way higher than any other team. The Braves' expected record right now would be 63-49. and 49. The next best would be Philadelphia at 56-56. and 56. So... This is basically saying we should be about seven games up in the East right now, which we're not, and that's okay. Hopefully, we will be. We have a rather easy stretch coming up. We play after the, after the Reds. We play the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Orioles. So we really need to capitalize as the Phillies have one of their more tougher stretches um, in the remainder of the season. They start with the Dodgers this week. We need the Dodgers to really humble their fans. I predict that one off day yesterday will kind of set the Phillies back a little bit and they'll go back 
to a little bit cold. So yes, my opinion, as far as standings go, we need to be in first by the end of this month or going into our uh, tough stretch against San Fran and LA. So that's kind of where we need to be. If we are going to win the division, I think the Mets are done, to be honest with you. I don't see them making a comeback. Now they could prove me wrong this week, but if they fall anywhere five games back or further, they're done. Um, and I know a couple of their players sent out Instagram and various social media things about how um, they are going to start performing well uh, now. And they, they're, the win streak starts today. And we'll see. That could be true. But I, I at first, for a while, I thought the Mets were going to win the East. But I'm not so sold on that right now. Now, the Braves made a couple of moves this morning. This is Tuesday the 10th. Um, the Braves made some moves this morning, and the first one I want to talk about was DFAing Shane Green. Um, headed into May, we realized the bullpen was going to be our weakness, and all of Braves country was calling for AA to get Shane Green back, and he did that, and it didn't pay off. So we were all wrong. Um, you know, you can't really blame AA on that one because we all kind of wanted Shane Green back, you know. So – he got DFA'd. He just wasn't having the numbers this season. He seems like every time he came out, runs were um, getting scored on him. Meanwhile, you bring up A.J. Minter, who hadn't been good this season. He hadn't been his 2020 self. Speaking of 2020 self, Tyler Matzik is 100% returning to his 2020 self. His fastball is climbing. His off-speed looks good, but that's off-topic. We'll get back to A.J. Minter. I think he had seven outings back in Gwinnett, and he, um, I think he was seven for seven in save opportunities. They used him as a closer, a zero ERA. He was phenomenal, and I get that it's only Gwinnett, and it's only AAA, but that right there can get your confidence back. So I think uh, the Braves recalled him today. I think that's really going to help our bullpen. I think that's going to be another good left-handed arm coming out of the pen, and I could 100% seeing or see him returning back to his form that we're used to seeing him in. And that's great to me that he can go down and get his confidence back and come up. And that's what's so nice about having a triple-A team 30 minutes away in Gwinnett um, from Atlanta is that guys, if they ever need it, can go down there for a little bit and they can get their stuff together. And I think that's what we're going to see with Mentor. Um, the other thing this morning was um, Eddie Rosario – was sent to Gwinnett to start his rehab assignment. He will start it tonight. He's coming off an injury, something with his legs, quads, something. I don't. I couldn't tell you for sure. I don't know all the details. He was sent to Gwinnett, so we could get our first look at him coming up shortly. Uh, I expect Travis Garneau to be recalled sometime this afternoon and make his first brave start tonight, or if not tonight, sometime this week while we are at home before we head to Washington. So I do expect to see him there and Kevin Smith sent down or DFA'd. Um, another thing I expect this week is Ian Anderson to make uh, probably two more Gwinnett outings and then head back up to the um, to Atlanta because he has been doing decent numbers-wise, but we need him in the rotation. The one thing about him and Huascari Noah while we're at it is I don't think we need to rush them up. There's no need to call them up right now. Our starters are performing fine, minus you know a couple on the young side. But for the most part, our starters are doing a great job of keeping us in the games. And the last thing we need is to rush one of them up and cost us a game because every game from here on out is super, super important. And we have to get guys on the field that have a shot to keep us in the game on the mound or get hits in the box. We have to put guys... Um, on the field that give us shots to win the game. 
Uh, on other news, Freddie Freeman, he left Saturday's game. We saw him come back um, on Sunday during uh, – he was subbed for Jesse Chavez eventually. He's fine. Um, he had that little thing on Saturday, but the chest, I'm not worried about it. I think he'll return to himself. Austin Riley has been hot. Dansby Swanson has been doing well as well. And another guy I want to talk about while we're at it, before we head into the Red Series, I know we're already crossing the eight-minute mark, but Adam Duvall, you know, Sunday, his first at-bat, he struck out, and I was making it five strikeouts in a row for him. He comes back with a single the opposite way, and sometimes that's all you need to get your confidence back is a nice base hit the other way, and then he hits the home run, and I've said this all along. I said this on Saturday during episode one of our podcast. If you were able to listen, he needs to hit his first home run at Truist, and boom, there won't be any stopping him, and I think we're going to see that a little bit more tonight, and I am Super duper excited to watch him play um, and watch him be back to the best of his Braves ability. We know that he doesn't have exactly the best eye in the box, right? He uh, he strikes out a lot, but when he is on, he's on, and I think we're going to start seeing that lately. Speaking of eye, Jorge Soler, I know we're kind of going through the entire Braves lineup. He has one of the best eyes. I love watching Soler hit. He doesn't chase a ton. He will chase some, but not a ton. He waits for his pitch, and he hits it. And he doesn't mind taking his walks. He's not the fastest guy, but he realized this team needs base runners now. So that's kind of where he's at as far as we go with the rest of the lineup. The only guys I haven't really touched on would be Ozzie Albies and Jock Peterson. Um, Ozzie's in a little bit of a mini slump, but he also hit that home run. So that might be gone. He's just chasing a little bit. But he faced a lot of lefties this weekend, and I think – he needs to get back in that left-handed swing against the righties, which is going to bring me into our week against the Cincinnati Reds as I pull up our uh, pitching matchups and stuff like that for tonight's game. Pitching for the Reds would be Sonny Gray. He's been pretty good this season for them. Um, he's 4-6, and six, so not the greatest of records, but the Reds' offense has been inconsistent. However, it has been hot lately. He's only got a 4.44 ERA, so he has been good. He's a righty. We've got a lot of good lefties in our lineup, and the righties that we do have in our lineup hit righties well. Austin Riley prefers righties. Adam Duvall hits righties well on those low and end breakers, and the rest of our guys, for the most part, are either switch hitters or lefties. Jorge Soler doesn't care. He'll hit whatever. So, you know, it's good to have when you know that no matter if you're facing a lefty or a righty, you have guys that are going to hit. And then we go to Drew Smiley, who has a 4.5 ERA, but has been just phenomenal lately. I'm super excited to watch him pitch tonight. 7-3 and three record. Um, I really am excited. I think this is going to be a good outing for him tonight. I think the offense is going to back him up with some runs. I know we lost Saturday, and it probably should be six in a row for the boys, but it's good to get an idea when you're going into the – into the game that we have a chance to win. And when you have a guy like Drew Smiley on the mound, who struggled early but has gotten his stuff together, you know that you have a shot to win the game. Uh, we'll head into game number two. This will be Wednesday night. And pitching for the Reds would be Wade Miley. The lefty, he's got a 9-4 and four record and a 2.75 ERA. He's been phenomenal this season. He's, you know, close to the top of the list for their ace race. Um... I don't think we saw him when we were in Cincinnati. Maybe we did. I could be wrong on that. But he is a lefty who will pound the zone. Um, 
when he's kind of similar to Mueller, where when pitches get away, they get away, but he pounds his own for the most part, and he is ready 93 strikeouts. So he's also a swing and miss guy, not somebody you want to go down 0 and 2. Um, and then for the Braves, we've got Tuki Dusant pitching, who I am also excited to see. He's had some rough outings his last times um, out, but he is 1 and 2 with a 4.43 ERA. So I'm pretty excited to see that. And then we head into the final game. We have Kyle Muller pitching. And the key for me for uh, Muller would be getting control of that fastball. The good outings he's had, he's had great command with the fastball. He's had great fastball command. I beg your pardon on that uh, little mistake right there. He's had great fastball command. And when he hasn't been good, he hasn't had good fastball command. We watched uh, on Saturday or whenever he pitched last, maybe it was Friday, so many wild pitches from him, and they costed us some runs. So that is something that we need to get down with him. I think he'll, he knows what he needs to do. He'll probably get better command of his stuff tonight. And that's my key for him is to keep the fastball. Um, whenever he gets away from it too much, it, it just doesn't go too well for him. Um, as far on the mound. And then we've seen him get hits. He will get hits in batting practice. He hits at 450. Um, and, and then pitching for the Reds would be Gutierrez, who's been also good, 7-3 record, 4.15 ERA. Similar to Smiley, except he's a righty. So that's pretty much the series um, recap, or preview, I should say. Um, red Hot Reds coming into town, and our guys are going to have to be ready to hit. Our pitchers are going to have to be ready to paint some corners, because if you throw it down the middle, their pitchers will uh, – or their hitters will smack it, especially when you got guys like Votto in that lineup. Extremely dangerous lineup that the Reds have. So that's pretty much our episode two of the podcast. I do apologize that I didn't have a co-host and you had to listen to me the whole time, but I hope it was informational. Thank you for joining. Um, thank you for spending 15 minutes out of your day to listen to me. I hope that you'll follow us on Spotify and follow all of our other social media platforms. That's Brave Century on Instagram, at Brave Century on Instagram and Twitter. And then the Brave Century podcast on Spotify as well as other platforms. Thank you for listening.